Maybe in a decade they take me out on a stretcher Till I come back like Roman Reigns Blood in my veins still boiling in the pot Finna bubble up Ten blunts lit, I got the drop in the double cup Bro, they know I'm at the spot And I'm finna fuck them up Pearly gates waiting, but it's no heaven Call me baby reverend Choke him out like Dan Severin And my brother's still bludgeoning We at the complex on a new day Dressed in my ears, I look like Lupe Yeah <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Permanent March. Either. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Pat Busey. And I'm Aaron Parker, and we made it back. It took us a month. We've been out, out doing some stuff, traveling the world, uh, watching way too much wrestling because there's 47 shows on now. Uh, <laughs> you've been you've been traveling the world. I like every weekend. You're like I'm I'm in fucking Italy. And yeah, I'm in Memphis. And I went to I went to Memphis. That's you know I don't know about Italy. I don't got that money, <laughs> but uh, I went to Memphis and uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, I got to see uh, a couple friends. Uh, shout out to Maria and Ryan Azada. Um, and uh, they took me over to see 901 Wrestling, uh, which was like a little indie uh, indie wrestling show down there uh, that was filmed in like a old VHS store called the Black Lodge. It had like VHSs <laughs> all around and it had uh, like little arcade systems. It was Typical a, outlaw mud show, huh? Yeah, it, it, was, it was very <laughs> cool. I was very into it. Um, but yeah, that was a fun time. Uh Still can't find any AEW action figures in actual stores, uh, so that that's always a fun time. Even in other places, uh, they're hurting. Uh, all I can find is Brian fucking Cage every time. And <laughs> <laughs> I see Chuck Taylor all the time. Chuck Taylor and uh, and Lance Archer. I see Lance Archer everywhere. I see Lance too, man. And uh, nowadays, I'm like. I kind of want a Lance Archer toy, like respect <laughs> on that, that white dreaded man. Um, oh God. But, <laughs> but I want him in his new, like Jesus vest that he wears the like all white stuff. That's, that outfits a, a clean get up right there. I mean, uh, that's, that's funny because uh, like you said, there's been a lot that's happened in this month and Lance Archer is back on TV now. So yeah, he's looking or great. he was for one week. So. Uh, no. but yeah, what have you been up to Aaron the last month? Uh, dude, uh, it's, it's crazy over here, you know, just, uh, sitting on my couch drinking white claws, you know, <laughs> no, um, I mean, me and the old lady are actually getting ready to move soon. So literally all the toys in the house are packed up except for what's behind me. I left this up just for the pod, but if like, you could see the other side of this room, it looks like pure chaos. There's boxes <laughs> everywhere. There's like hands to toys and shit everywhere. So um, packing, man. This is my first apartment that I'm moving out of since I started collecting action figures. And uh, when you and have to move, to move, when you have to move, <laughs> and you have a lot of toys, it makes you not want to buy anymore. So maybe yeah. that's a maybe that's a good thing. So I got on that with comic books, uh, and the the solution to all that is uh, you just put it in your parents' basement uh, <laughs> <laughs> and hope that it doesn't flood. Yeah. Hope, that, Ho it doesn't hope flood. that it doesn't flood, and hope that they don't uh, get an itch to just start throwing shit out one day. For uh, sure, which is which is a danger in uh, taking advantage of your parents' uh, houses. 
but uh but yeah we're back after a month sorry about the break y'all like i said we've just been all over the place and hopefully we can get back on a, a regular weekly basis uh so that we can bring y'all our hot takes on the wrestling industry um a lot of a lot of cool shit's happened since last time we talked to everybody and uh and we're here to talk about it. And I guess we're going to start off with some uh, some WWE stuff. Well, before um, we do that, we got to show the pickups that we got recently. Oh yeah, that's right. Pick-ups. We did. We did find. I, I did find something while I was out and about. Uh, so I guess we're going to start talking about our little figure collection. I only really collect AEW figures, but I will uh, collect WWE figures uh, <laughs> if they're. <laughs> If they're cool, like that new uh, Three Faces of Foley one, I really want that uh, the Cactus Jack in the WCW outfit uh, with like the kind of like uh, cow pattern on the pants or whatever. He's got um, the bang bang hands. Bang bang, baby. Uh, but while I was at uh, 901 Wrestling, they had like a little table set up for some figures uh, and... I luckily found one that I didn't have. I had the rest. It was like kind of the standard, you know, like uh, there was like a Christian. I think there was a Chuck Taylor. You so know, wait, like, so this was at their event? They had AEW This figures? was at their event. They just had like, uh, I don't think that they were like, it, it wasn't 901 Wrestling selling the figures. It was just like people set up, mm, setting okay. up like a little booth kind of. Um but yeah, I managed to get, I believe this is the new Unmatched collection. I managed to get a little CM Punk uh, for the people. Oh, uh, with the Larry jacket. Yeah, he's got the Larry jacket. So I think this is the this is the newer one that uh, just came out. Because yeah, it's in the, the Corazon de Leon Chris Jericho collection. So I think that was like maybe one series back um, aka when i was not watching AEW. yeah but because <laughs> that one that one comes with the trading cards right some of them come with the trading cards i don't think this one does i'm It'll confused say... on the, the unmatched ones because like you said some of the unmatched do come with the cards and some don't i don't i don't get it but i want to i want to say i don't know i don't open any of them so <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just yeah. sit on my wall i know the evil uno came with cards and then I got the uh, Brody Lee, and he didn't have any cards. Or did he have cards? I can't remember. Oh, Brody Lee did have cards. MJF didn't have cards. The MJF I got didn't have cards. So I don't know. But well, yeah. That's so what that's, Eric, Eric probably knows all about. Yeah, when we get Eric back on here, we'll, we'll do a deep dive on uh, cards because <laughs> that's his forte. Um, but, yeah, that was my pickup. What did you get? It's funny because uh, we were talking about doing the pickups on here. And I really, I, ha- I only had one thing uh, two days ago. Now I have three things because I have a problem. <laughs> um, but I actually have a beef. I got a bone to pick with Ringside Collectibles because I ordered this, the uh, the Final Moments, Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. the new one. And um, the box came beat up and I wanted to keep it in the box. So I ordered uh, another one. Yeah. I ordered another one just because I was like, well, hopefully the other one doesn't come messed up. But he's pretty cool. He's... Got his little. That's a that's a stylish figure right there. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty dope, and it's like the the entrance gear is soft, so you can actually do moves with them. So that's pretty cool. I'm I'm happy about that one. That's and awesome. then, um, 
Also, I was just on Amazon yesterday and I saw that this was on sale for eight bucks. I got your girl Mercedes. Yeah. And I normally I normally don't do the basics, but she's got like the little heels on. I thought that was cool. That's like totally a Sasha look or Mercedes, whatever you want to call her. Very cool. So yeah, they have like what? It's like the basics and then the elites and then yeah, those so, like big white ones. What are they? Yeah, the, the, the ultimates, like, the ultimates. The ultimates. So okay. these ones definitely don't have like that good of articulation, but yeah. you know, I figure like unless Mercedes goes to AEW, there's probably not going to be a Mercedes figure again. So Well, Rickside's been doing, you know, don't they did a Suzuki, uh, Minoru Suzuki True. figure. You're right, so, you're right, you're right. So it, it could happen, but more than likely, unless she goes to AEW, yeah. who knows. And then today I was out with my girl, actually, and uh, we went to the Daily to eat, and I had to stop into a toy store down in Carytown called Toy Lair. I took the Andre the Giant I had and the Evil I had because I didn't like them, so I wanted to trade them in, and I traded them, and I got this guy, actually. Oh, that's a that's a fine Kurt right there. And, and also, this still works. Check it out. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. So this is that's great. This is dope. So that's those you are gonna the take that one out of the box. No, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna keep that one in the box. Really? Um. Yeah, because it has a little thing that plays this song, and I think they're coming out with another Kurt Angle like later this year. That's an ultimate that has like three heads or some shit. Oh, okay. So I'll buy that one and take that one out the box and keep that one in the box so well, there you go full wwe right there man there you go all the for way. all the for all the plastic collectors watching that's your little segment there you yeah. go uh and now we're gonna get into some of the shows we've seen uh starting with last night's uh wwe get down at a SummerSlam, which uh i thought was a pretty decent show uh i was kind of in and out during the the Shayna and Ronda stuff, because I just it doesn't really capture my attention that much. Um, but doing that, I also kind of missed the Gunther and Drew McIntyre match, which I actually wanted to watch. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, going down the card, uh, you started off with Logan Paul versus Ricochet, which it fucking delivered again. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's dude, it's honestly like it pains me so much and i'm sure i'm not the only one to actually admit that logan paul is like really fucking good like like i don't understand how like and i don't even want to say it's his psychology because he's hasn't been wrestling that long but like his facials and like everything that he does in the ring it's so like it makes so much sense i've never seen anyone who has as little experience as he does on live television like wrestling like get it so quickly and it, i mean I, I know logan paul probably has like a bajillion things that he's doing if i was him i would just quit everything and and, and just wrestle because dude he <laughs> i don't know if wrestling is the most lucrative thing that he yeah does, for, he's but, probably making uh, way more money doing other things but like yeah. dude like i mean the brass knuckles at the end when he when he covered ricochet he put his hand like under him so yeah. the ref couldn't see it and slid him in his in his pants real quick before he celebrated. He was just taunting the crowd the whole time. He did the um he did the buckshot onto the floor. I don't think Adam Page has even done that. Like the buckshot onto the floor. No. No, he hasn't. But that man's athletic as fuck. You know, like he's just uh he's hopping all over the place in that match. I and, fucking uh... hate Logan Paul, but like I love him <laughs> as a wrestler. Like I'm I, it's crazy. I think Ricochet was doing a good job of like keeping it kind of together, 
because uh, I could see, you know, like you would see like Logan get a little lost here and there, but it was like, yeah, yeah. they were doing a lot in that match. So I get it. And, you know, you overlook it completely because of like the fact, like when you see like his facials, when he's getting hurt or when he's playing up to the crowd, just like uh, with that fucking menacing, like eyes wide open face. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're just like, all right, man, this is good. I'm sad that this is good. But you said good. something. You said something too in the group chat when it was going on about how it was a little sloppy, and I did see that. I did see some moments where Logan Logan looked like he was getting. It was almost like a. He was getting like not nervous, but he was like you know. Like, well, they were doing like Ricochet I said, they were doing down. they yeah. were doing a lot in this match. So I. I was saying that it was looking sloppy in comparison to his other matches. Yes. His other matches were definitely a different pace. This one was like, they were really trying to go. Yeah. They were, they were going the whole time. And like, yeah, like even something, speaking of the buckshot, that was kind of, I don't think as well placed as they want, but they still got the fucking crowd going for it. uh, Because rather than a, there was a lot of very ambitious spots. Like they, like they did a Spanish fly off of the apron and where they both were supposed to land on their feet. And they kind of like jumbled it up a little bit. Um, But they, like you said, they were trying a lot. So the the Spanish fly off the apron, I was just like, I don't know if y'all have enough room to do that. Like like when they were doing it, it was like, I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, But yeah, it was, it was great. I thought, you know, they're never gonna probably do shit with Ricochet, but uh, but it it added to Ricochet's stock, I think, a little bit in the WWE. I mean, I always known that he's been a great wrestler, but uh, but he's been doing this like little feud like as well as anybody else could, I think, uh, yeah. in his promos and stuff. So dare I say too that um, you know, and I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because you know recency bias is a thing, but. Dare I say that this is Ricochet's best main roster match since his match with Gunther for the IC title? Dare I say it, yeah, might be, it might be his best main roster match? You know, I mean, it's the it's the it's the first Ricochet match since he's came from NXT that I've been like like invested in that I was like on my feet like this is good shit. I so, kind of I kind of missed I think his initial push that they tried to give him on the main roster so all i've really seen up until this from ricochet is like either him with braun in like a multiple tag match or mm-hmm. him in a battle royale or something yeah you know, he didn't like, miss much he didn't yeah. miss much because when he came to the main roster they didn't until they gave him that intercontinental championship they weren't really doing a whole lot with him um did they so. did they try like when he got up did i mean he got a match with gunther but like well he was, had well, well gunther's who beat him for the title so he had the uh, IC okay. title. He beat Nakamura for the title, I believe. Um, so like around that time period when he beat Nakamura for the IC title, they were kind of, you know, giving him a semi push. But it was one of those things where it's kind of an Austin Theory type of deal where it's like you have the title, but like no one really cares that you have the title. Yeah. You're not doing anything important with the title. We're just going to give it to Gunther and now he's going to make it important, you know. So when did what did Austin Theory come out for last night? The Battle Royal. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Why didn't they well. just make that battle royal for the U.S. title? <laughs> That's what they should have done. Because they, they only want to give him little crumbs. Uh, we can talk about that one next. L.A. Knight won the, the battle royal, so they finally gave him something. He won something, yeah. He won something. Uh, it wasn't for anything. 
<laughs> it was for a Slim Jim sponsorship, bro. Yeah, he gets nothing but Slim Jims from now on. What did you think of the commercial afterwards with him and Bianca Belair? Did you see it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. it I thought fine. it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty... <laughs> Honestly, like, it's so funny because Bianca's great. But, like, yeah. LA Knight is just such a natural. He kind of made her look like an amateur actor in that commercial. Like, which the, is yeah, just, yeah. The yeah should be, he should be the next macho man. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, on Slim Jim, that would be, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's who he can impersonate next. He can add fucking macho man <laughs> to The Rock and Stone Cold. Uh, but that dude, that dude's so over right now. And like, it's good to see him finally get a win, even if it's not a win that would have been cooler, like Money in the Bank or that, uh, what was the last thing that he was in for? Was that for the U.S. champ? It was that tournament that he lost to um, Rey Mysterio, or was it Santos Escobar that he lost to? In that oh, tournament? Rey Mysterio beat him, I think. Yeah. Um, and now uh, the fates have cursed Rey Mysterio with. Yeah, uh, I will say though, man. I will say though, you know, um, you know, battle royals in WWE, we 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 know what they're gonna be. You know, we know yeah. they're just there to fill time. But I will say, man. I said I mentioned this in the group chat last night, and I don't know if everybody caught it because we were all just talking so much shit moving fast. Yeah. Um, but that battle royal was was kind of stacked. Like Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Austin Theory. I mean, say what you want about Austin Theory. Um, who else? I mean, Omas. Say what you want about Omas. Uh, uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, who else was in there? Yeah, there was just a lot of, there was a lot of like guys who have been put in. Oh, Chad Gable. Oh, sorry, Chad Gable, Otis. There was a lot of guys who have been in like favorable positions that were in that battle royal. So in comparison to like, say uh, Andre the Giant battle royal, I think this was it was better. But you know, nothing you need to watch other than to see LA Knight win. Yeah, you know? and I think that's all I was really watching. I kind of zoned out most of the match, but. Uh, it I was I was stoked for him at the end. I was like, thank goodness, man. And, and look, you know, and look, being in there in the last four, I think the last four was him, AJ, um, Shinsuke, and uh, Bronson Reed. So the fact he was in the final three with AJ and Nakamura, I mean, even though both of those guys at this point in their WWE run, they're just kind of like getting those checks. Yeah, they're, they're um, here to help out. Though. It's still yeah. a rub. It's still in yeah. the eyes in the eyes of the fans that are coming to those shows and chanting for LA Knight every night. Those are the guys that that they're like, damn, LA Knight just eliminated AJ Styles. So that that it still means something. So, and then uh, and we actually skipped, but before that match, uh, speaking of giving the rub, how many rockets can they put on Cody Rhodes' back, my dear? <laughs> like, what the fuck? They, they 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 shot that man to the moon uh that was definitely my favorite of the three i would say of the the brock lesnar oh, yeah. versus cody rhodes oh yeah uh matches uh well the second one is just whatever that was the little cast one uh, and the first one was pretty good but this i thought brock was uh like putting a lot of effort into uh he looked like a beast he look he looks like he's like gained a little weight or something that and tan? it just Did makes you see that hot dog tan he had dude he has some hot dog tan <laughs> man was sweating in the first 20 seconds of the yeah, match and yeah. it's just like with a little little gut he looks like even more menacing uh 
but he was it, he was going off. I was texting everybody. I was like, dude, this is why I love Brock so much. Uh, I think Brock gets very underrated for like having put people over and like uh, being beneficial to the new roster coming in, uh, even though it's Cody. But you know, like it's it's still uh, he was he was given a lot out there, uh, and he was helping Cody out, but you know. Cody still did it. He beat Brock in the way that he almost beat uh, Roman at WrestleMania with the multiple crossroads. Oh, yeah, true. Um, True. And then afterwards, he gets the handshake from Brock Lesnar. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Has that ever been done? It's, Brock has never shooken anyone's hand after a match, I don't believe. So that's Brock, that's Brock very has never shown emotion ever in his yeah, life. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, uh, I think it, I, this show in particular, especially after I watched Collision this morning, like in comparison, um, I think it really highlighted, in this match in particular too, it really highlighted, like, why WWE has been the number one company for so many years because when you can get performers who can do that WWE style so good like like I, I said last night when we were talking I was like the match was so tropey like it was so wrestling tropey yeah. but Brock and Cody are both just so good at wrestling tropiness like even Cody's documentary it's so corny but it's Cody. Dude, it's the corniest. He's, but, he's just, but it's, it's good. It's the corniest shit. But it's, it's like Forrest Gump. It's just good. It's corny, it but it's I mean, good. I mean, I remember going back on the network. I watched every one of those documentaries. They all have the same fucking soundtrack. I thought they were going to do something <laughs> new for this Cody this Cody documentary. But no, nah, I heard that acoustic start slapping. And I was like, God What they did it. was they, they put the budget on music towards Shots in the Desert with his yeah. ring gear on. That's <laughs> what they did. in the desert. But, uh, I mean, it's... Him and Brock, man, they're just they they are two of the best at the WWE style. And I think Definitely. This, this show showed that off because there was a there was a few really good matches on this show. And I think that when you're watching a WWE show, every match is gonna be WWE style. Yeah. I think this was the best WWE style match on the show, even though they're all WWE style matches. And I think a, an um, easy way of seeing that is uh is like Let's say, like, before All Elite Wrestling, I would look at dudes like Mox and Daniel Bryan and be like, ah, I wish they were, like, somewhere else. You right, know, like, right. I wish that they yeah. were wrestling somewhere else where it's not the WWE style. Because it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, and I don't think I've ever said that about Brock. I just, like, I don't want right. to see Brock go right. anywhere else. I want Brock to remain, you know, like, just WWE's beast. And... Yeah, same with like Taker. Uh, same kind of with Cody at this point. Like, I wouldn't want to see Cody go back to AEW or anything like that. Um, he's, I don't think he ever will. You know, like this is towards the end of his career. Yeah, so I think he just wants the strap, and then he plays well within. He plays well within that the WWE system. Yeah, you know? this wasn't my favorite match of the night, but but I think that it's like you can't do a WWE match much better than you could have done this one. Like, like yeah. any, if anybody else had done like 10 fucking nine count outs in a row outside, I would have, I would have cut it off. I would have been like, why the fuck does he keep rolling out? Why the fuck yeah. does he keep trying to, I would have been so mad, but it was so good. The way Cody it was, it was it. building the whole yeah. time. Like yeah. the whole time I was like, 
God, he's just barely getting in there. Yeah. And I was, I was hooked on that TV. That's when I knew. Um, I was like, normally I would hate, like, and that's why I was telling you in our last episode about me thinking Cody's rusher of the year. If there's something that I would normally hate that somebody can make good, has me know it's good. And I like just, ev- everything Cody does, I normally would hate, but he's just so good. I mean, <laughs> if you showed me like without any context, if you showed me a picture of Cody in his walkout outfit, I'd be like, fuck this what, guy. what the fuck is this dude? <laughs> yeah. 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 This I dude, hate... the, the mascot for America over everything, here. Like everything aesthetically about Cody Rose. I hate Every, the way he talks, <laughs> the way he walks, the way he dresses. I hate it, but I just fucking love it so much. Cause he's so good at it. Like, why is he so fucking good at, at it, man? After that documentary, I was, I think I, I said to you last night too, I was like, Watching that documentary, it makes it seem like Cody's the type of dude that if you like uh, just shook his hand and said, I appreciate you, he would start <laughs> tearing up. <laughs> Yo, speaking of, have you, all right, so you have a sidebar, you have HBO Max or Max or whatever it's called. Yeah, Max. Have you watched that show, The Righteous Gemstones? Yeah, I just got through the uh, the Memphis wrestling stuff okay. in season two. So, yeah. so, so Cody is like baby Billy. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> You would really normally hate everything about him, but he does such a good job playing the character. He that does. Just I mean, like... he's, he's great. When when he got that neck tattoo, I thought that that was like it for me. Because I looked at that <laughs> neck tattoo and I was like, I was like, this man is about to have some hot takes on race, I think. Uh, oh, but man. like, uh, he was. <laughs> and then he ended racism. And then he ended racism. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's doing it, man. I. I think with this win, it puts him back in the picture with hopefully Roman and not for that other belt. I don't want to see him win that other belt. Yeah. Uh, I think I think from how the night ended, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. We know where we're going now. Hopefully. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Do you think we wait until next WrestleMania to do that? Unfortunately, probably. Yeah. Like probably. the way that they're the way the way that Triple H loves to just edge all of us. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> he does, man. He'd be edging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. That man definitely be edging. Uh, so, uh, past that, uh, kudos to Cody. Kudos to Logan Paul. Uh, and kudos to LA Knight. Um, but then uh, then we got Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I am not going to lie. I missed this match completely. <laughs> um, I don't know if I went to the bathroom or something. Uh, I don't know. Was it a long match? Was it was it-, it was kind of a long match. It was right after that Shayna and uh, Ronda match. And I was like. Oh, I skipped I over was, that because I didn't I even want to talk really, about it. <laughs> I was really checked. I kind of have things to say about that, which we'll get to. But I was really checked out uh, during that match. Um, Gunther and Drew was good. And this goes back to my point about the WWE style. This is why people really love Gunther because his matches and Drew's kind of the same way. Their matches kind of stand out. They're more of a um, a British strong style take on the WWE style. Well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say Gunther doesn't do the WWE yeah, style. Yeah, it's, it's a little different. Which they, like Gunther always stands out, which is good. My only issue is is that sometimes, and I feel like especially with this whole Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther love triangle, I feel like it's almost at the point where it's like kind of where Brock got to after a while, where it's like the the finisher spamming match. It's good. Yeah. 
But it's like, how many times do we have to watch guys chop each other back and forth for two minutes? And I, I, I love it. Look, I love it. It's probably going to be a hot take. I just think that, um, and, I, and I love both of those guys. I, I love Drew. I love Gunther. But um, it was a good match. I just, you know. It's I don't, also we've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we know Gunther's going to win. You know, like, like, that's the thing that makes Drew, I think the thing that makes Drew good besides his wrestling is that you always view him as a credible threat to win in any situation. Clash of the Castle, people really were mad he didn't beat Roman Reigns, right? Like, like Drew yeah. is always a credible threat, but Gunther has been built up so much more than Drew in the past few months that no one thought that Drew was going to beat Gunther. And I yeah. think that was the problem. Um, but it was who a good think, match. Who do you think beats Gunther? That's really I, tough to say. Like, who's left that, you know, we could see... That's a, that's a tough Actually one, man. Actually being a viable option. Because I feel one. like all the people that would take down Gunther would... Uh, have lost to him already? <laughs> have lost to or him already? Or are in a different title yeah. picture? So I, I, I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put this out there in the universe. Um, if, if Damian Priest didn't have the briefcase, it would probably be in that realm, either him yeah. or Finn, but they're doing their thing. I think that WWE is really, really like going hard on the like young talent thing. I think that uh, Bronson Reed is going to be somebody that they build up. Um, I think Bronson Reed is somebody who you could see probably in that position. I think, you know, who knows what they're doing with Omos. I hate, I don't like Omos, but who knows what they're doing don't with Omos. Don't give that man a belt, goddammit. I mean, you still have you still have the OGs like we were talking about in the Battle Royal and Shinsuke and AJ, you still have them hanging around. I don't Six. think either of them. Sammy, Kevin Owens is hurt. It. Kevin Owens is hurt. So Sammy Zayn is somebody who, I don't know what Kevin Owens' injury is. So I don't know if he's going to be out for a while or if it's short term. They haven't took the titles off of him. So it's probably short term. I don't know his status. So, uh, and I don't know if it's it's a done deal that like he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. But if Big E comes back. I was going to say that too. And takes out Gunther. That would that be like the fucking. The other thing awesome. about that is though, is that there's, there's rumors that he's probably done. Like he's probably. Which is so sad. Which is sad. And another one is Randy Orton too. Randy Orton too. He could be done too, but he's another guy who could come back. And I would love to see a Gunther Randy Orton feud. That would be awesome. I think they would compliment each other very well. Yeah. But would you expect so, Randy Orton to like win that? No, but I think it would be entertaining for, you know, a feud to, to maybe give some more time to build someone else up. And, and Hey, even if Randy did beat Gunther Ford, I wouldn't be mad. That could be his last, you know, hurrah, beat Gunther for the wow. title and then have one last run. Cause he's just like Big E, where, you know, they're both in that same position where it's like doctors are telling them like, you know, one false move and you could be like paralyzed or whatever or something like that. So, well, but they said the, another... Brian, said the same thing about Brian. Said the same thing about Brian. Look at him. So. We still got another year of Gunther versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, so we'll talk about it again then. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just let you kind of go on the Shayna Ronda thing. I don't care about this feud yeah. at um, all. Before I before I go on my tangent, I will say this: um, I'm very happy for Shayna. I think that uh, Shayna has worked very hard since she's been all the way going back into NXT. I loved her in NXT. Um, I feel like they shortchanged her her whole entire run on the main roster because she's one of the best women's wrestlers that they have, and they don't use her that way, probably because she has the charisma of a paper bag, which happens. I thought um, that first promo, though, when they split finally, was good. And yeah, right. when you give her something to sink her teeth into, you know, um, my issue, and, and I will say this too, those women beat the dog shit out of each other, so kudos to them for doing that. I mean, if you didn't watch that match, Pat, it's worth going back and watching just 
for the spectacle of it because they were fi- nah. they were fighting under MMA rules, and these women were actually like beating the shit out of each other. They were like, like Ronda need Shannon in the face at one point, and I thought they were really going to stop the match. Like the people came out in the corner, and it was almost uh, reminiscent of like the brawl for all, but like in the same bad type of way. And this is why I have a problem with that match. Um, I don't like when wrestling promoters or in wrestling companies try to do. MMA crossover style matches because number one, they never do them right. And number two, wrestling is all about feeding off of the crowd and psychology and the crowd isn't there to see an MMA fight. My main issue with this match was that it was under MMA rules, but in an MMA fight, number one, you have rounds. So you've got a round for two minutes, three minutes, and then you, you go to your corner and then you come back. It's impossible. It's humanly impossible for, uh, you know, say you got Conor McGregor and Alexander Gustafsson, they're not going to beat each other's ass for 15 minutes straight in a wrestling match. So someone's going to gas out and pass out and get knocked out. So, well, yeah, it's just uh, it's just that thing where sense. the psychology they, of it doesn't make sense. They think the audience is like stupid still, and like that's the it, that's yes. the thing. Yes. and it's just and it's, like they are for the most part, but it's like, come on, man. Yeah, like in a in a world where we know everything about wrestling, you know, like it's just like you can't go like half shoot, half real, or half yeah. shoot, half half gimmick. It has to be one way or the other. You can't be like, oh yeah, like let's just like kind of pull our no. You, you either punch or you work punch. It's yeah. one or the other. And if you do in between, then it's gonna look weird. And I just feel really bad for number one for 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 Ronda because I know she's been trying to get more creative control and license on what she's trying to do. And I have a feeling, my theory is, is that Vince or whoever was probably like, okay, fine, you can do an MMA match. And I have a feeling that Ronda probably wanted a whole lot of other things. Ronda probably wanted a corner man. Ronda probably wanted it to be in a fucking cage like Ken Shamrock and Owen. They probably wanted a bunch of other shit. And they probably were like, no, you're just going to have a match and we're going to say it's MMA rules. And it just ended up being dog shit. So I don't think it's their fault that it was bad. And I think that they worked really hard. Um, but you know, and also, and also last, last point, <sighs> an MMA rules match and you're fighting Ronda Rousey, who only has lost one time in MMA. And we're supposed to believe that she really choked her out. And it's also like, she would win in under like five seconds every time. <laughs> like, like Shayna Baszler did not make it to the UFC for a reason. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is the, the greatest women's combat athlete for a reason. <laughs> That's like putting me in the ring with Mike Tyson and being like, oh, I beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Just because we both have a gap doesn't mean that I'm on the same playing field as him. So, yeah, no. Um, Understandable. Anyway. Understandable. Had to get that ran out. That's fine. And we, I think the other two matches that are kind of, uh, that got sidelined for this, the Rhea versus, uh, uh, what's her name? Beth Phoenix? Was that who she was? I thought she's been feuding with uh, the the tall lady. The, oh, Raquel, uh, Raquel. Raquel Rodriguez. I would have rather seen that. Yeah, that would have been great. It's, it's just weird that, like, Rhea wasn't on the show. Uh, and then they also had the the Becky versus uh, Trish. That I would have rather seen that, too. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we got this. You know, good on Shayna for getting on there. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think... Uh, I think either of those matches could have taken this place and this could have been on like the pre-show or something. It's by far the worst match of the weekend, in my opinion. And the other women's match was the second worst match of the weekend, in my opinion. Dude, too. 
So. Well, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, in between those uh, is Seth Rollins beating Finn Balor. Uh, there was like really nothing here. I feel like like it's just like I knew Seth Rollins was gonna win, <laughs> and it's like they're gonna do a good match. But I don't know. I disagree. I thought that this was this is my favorite match of the night, and I also thought that this is the best Finn Balor Seth Rollins match that they've had. Period. Um, this is the best Finn has looked, in my opinion, in a long time. Yes. And they, uh, they, it's unfortunate that I, I don't know about you, but I know me personally, I've, I haven't been watching week-to-week television in WWE for the past, like, month. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that they've been doing a really, really good job of building up Finn lately and making him credible to the point where a lot of people thought that he might win, which is well, they're building. They're building to, like, the, what, the breakdown of the Judgment Day, yes. I guess. Yeah. Um, so... I'm into that, uh, but it it was too soon to take it off Seth already. Um, I guess they're playing up the the Universal Championship match where Finn won it originally off Seth. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was there was a couple callbacks, and that's why I love this match because there was much like the Brock and Cody match. So. <sighs> I like this match better than the Brock and Cody match, but I don't think that these two guys are as good at the WWE style as Brock and Cody because they're definitely more of the, uh, you know, indie darling for yeah, like better turn guys. They're uh, they're both dudes that I look at and I go, it would be cool if they showed up in AEW. Ne- never a bad match. Like neither yeah. one of them have ever had a bad match um, that I can think of. But um, but I, this show in general, like the the level of storytelling is just so like. I, I think for as much shit that, you know, a lot of old heads talk on wrestling, and I agree with a lot of them too, but the level of storytelling, like Finn did the uh, the powerbomb spot into the barricade to Seth to like kind of, you know, you know, call back to that. Um, he had the seven written on his shoulder for seven years since that first match they had where he broke his shoulder. And I, I didn't even know it's been that long. I feel old as shit because seven years. Damn, that's that does... It does feel like it was not too long ago. But Seth came out in the exact same uh, entrance gear that he wore that night. I was um, there. Uh, well, I was there the day after when he came Raw, out and he yeah. was injured. I went to Raw and I went to the NXT TakeOver where Shinsuke beat Samoa Joe for the title. Mm, in NXT. Speaking of Joe, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to him. And he also um, broke Joe's jaw, I think, in that match. But, was, it, uh, was, it, was it for a shoot? I think he accidentally broke. Joe's jaw in that match. King of strong style for real. God King damn. of strong style, baby. But, uh, um, but yeah, like, like this, like the storytelling at the end of the, like my favorite, like, I always say this, like a match can be bad, as, but if the finish is good, I still like it. I don't think so. I don't think this match was a four and a half star match or anything like that at all. But like the last, like three minutes of this match were just so fucking good. Where Damian Priest comes out and he tries to give, you know, Finn the briefcase and he's putting his full loyalty and trust into Finn to win the title. And Finn doesn't want to do it that way because Finn's got too much pride. So Finn turns around and Damian throws it in the ring so he can use it. And then Seth stomps his face on it. I like I love it because it sets up what I my theory is that Finn is going to blame Damian for him losing, even though Damian tried to help. And that's what's going to start sowing the seeds of dissension. And Damian's going to say, fuck you, Finn. Uh, I tried to help you. You suck. You should have won. You know, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. Yeah, I definitely. I was, I was stoked on that ending. Uh, the rest of, I don't know if like Finn has kind of like soured to me over time because it's 
I feel like a lot of his matches are just like sling blade, sling blade, uh, kick into the corner, quick coup de grace on the ground. Yeah. Well, they well, you're not wrong. You're right. But also, because now that they're finally like heating him back up, it's like, oh, we love Finn, but he's also getting older. And he's he's in that AJ area where he's like five moves of doom. But they also booked him really, really bad for like years yeah and, and i think like some of that stink is finally starting to wear off but because we're so, such like marks we still remember like this guy was getting jobbed out like three years ago you know so i think they also just like did such a poor job with uh the demon stuff uh yeah. that i mean his wrestlemania match that was like my least favorite match against edge uh, yeah, man. And like, I mean, you know, maybe the injury, but like that disappointed me too. Cause I thought that was going to be maybe the best match of the night, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked on a, I'm stoked on that feud. I think Damian Priest versus Finn will be awesome. They always have great, honestly, Finn's best matches on like, not even on the main roster, NWE to me have been with Damian. Like he had some matches in NXT with Damian Priest that were fucking awesome. Besides that, Kevin Owens, like Kevin Owens and Damian Priest have the best Finn matches in my opinion. But, I wonder what Rhea and uh, Dom do when the Judgment Day expires. Do they get new people or <laughs> they just go they, Latino Heat, baby? They just go Latino China Heat. and Eddie. Just, <laughs> just go China and Eddie, man. I'm I'm fine with that. Too. And then Buddy Let's Matthews, go. then Buddy Matthews signs a contract with WWE and comes in and starts feuding with Dominic. That that would be great. That <laughs> or would Dominic be, or Dominic and Rhea go to AEW. Fight for the the big the big goth ladies love. You know you got you got to do it. <laughs> Um, that match, yeah, that match is solid in my opinion, great in your opinion. Uh, and uh, and then we went on to the second women's match that pissed me off. <laughs> I don't think the match was bad, I think the match was fine. These are three people that can do a good match no matter what. Uh, but to have Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka in the ring, Asuka as the champ, uh, for Bianca to pin Asuka, only for Io Sky to take it off Bianca, was the stupidest thing I've To pin ever Charlotte. Seen. She pinned or, Charlotte. Or pin Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot about this match that was really weird. It's honestly. like, why did, you, why did you take the belt off Asuka? Like, for no reason. Uh, when you're going to have Io run in. It just seemed like an insult to Oscar. Like, I'm gonna tell I don't you, man. That. I'm gonna tell you, man. I I, I haven't because it's only been less than 24 hours since this match, um, so I haven't been on the internet much to see what people are saying about this match. But there's a lot with this match. To me, I have less of a problem with what you had, and more of a problem with. And maybe this is just a symptom of me not watching the weekly television for the past month. I have more of a problem with like Charlotte right now. Like, well, she's just kind of like coming in to do the match. I guess. That and like, she seems really, really rusty in the like, besides the Rhea match, like, she botched a whole lot of stuff in this match. That back, that, that moonsault didn't even hit anyone to the floor. She tried to do the natural selection on the both of them and didn't even grab their necks. There was a bunch of... She tried to put them both in a, a figure eight and messed that up, too. There was a bunch of, like, weird spots. I will say, like, all three women in this match were great. And I think more than anyone in this match, I think... And my favorite in this match is Asuka, just like yourself, probably. But 
Bianca yeah. Bianca is so good. Like, and I think it's criminal that they're not. I mean, I guess you could say they have been giving her a lot because she was the champion for a very long time. But I think they need to but go she ahead. She had and, no stories while she was champion. And she still she was doesn't. Just and like, they they yeah. need to switch her heel to me. Like I like her babyface fire. Like in this match when she got hurt, we were texting like, "Is this real or is this not?" And we all thought yeah. like it was probably a work. But still, like she played it up very well. Her facials are just on a whole other level. I don't have a problem with the finish like you did, but I do agree with you on the fact that Bianca pinned Charlotte and then Ia came out. Io came out. It was like really weird the way they did it. Yeah, um, like I don't, I don't understand. We will just have to see what they do on Raw, you know, like see what. I mean, I guess is. it's it's probably they don't want EO feuding with Oscar because then yeah, you have guess, two yeah. non-English speaking people. I mean, I it think just eventually, seemed... I think eventually the money's in that match, but I guess they don't want to get to it yet. You know, yeah. maybe they want to build up. But to it, it. it just, I mean, for Oscar to like not even be like in the equation of the finish of the match and just get beat like that is disrespectful and I much think. like bianca they haven't really given her any stories either it's like missed well i'm fine with oscar not having like stories because oscar's like brock kind of yeah. like yeah. it's it's just she's a beast you no put one's her ready in no one's ready people. i'm gonna miss you i'm gonna tap you out yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's uh, fair that's fair it's just that's fair it's just i but it's just it's just also the same thing with both AEW and WWE. I was just about to say that both where, companies are in this really weird spot with their women's divisions right now, where they have so much talent and there's so many good matches that happen so often, but there's also like a lack of substance. Yeah, there's so. just there's no they're not giving any of the women stories. Like, give them some time, you know. Like they've proved time and time again that they put on amazing matches. Uh, now give us a fucking story to go along with it. Like the only story that's happening right now really is uh, Becky and, and Trish. Trish, which yeah. didn't even make the pay per view. You know, like it's <laughs> which I will, which I will play devil's advocate at that because, well, first of all, like I did like something that I saw on Collision, which we'll get to um, with the women, but but to play devil's advocate with you on that one and to really a lot of people on the internet, I kind of sort of get it in a way because. Becky and Trish are the two best talkers. So, like, you can't just put, you know, um, uh, you know, Asuka and, you know, Raquel in a feud because they don't talk that great. You know what I mean? So it's it's tough, but I do think that there is space for those feuds that can tell great stories with certain women that they're just not using. And like I said, on Collision, there was something that happened that I think has potential to be a great women's story because all those women in that are very talented. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't. There. I don't completely agree with the the talking thing that much. Like, yeah, they both can talk like or pretty well, but general. it's just acting like in general, you know, like just acting, camera presence. It's also half the men can't fucking do it either, <laughs> but they still have storylines. You know, like what do you? A lot of the women are fucking new, so you. That's, uh, that's what wrestling is. That's what right, WWE though. is. You're right. you're they right. need to put them out so they get better at promos. You're right. But if they're you're not right. having uh, any chance to do a promo, then they're never going to get better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte uh, got all the time in the world for years, and she still can't talk. But you know, like it's like. Uh, <laughs> but Yo, Becky I'm not gonna and, lie too. EO was talking during that press conference. I watched the press conference at the end. EO's English is actually very good. 
It's way better than Oscars. Then get her out there talking. They should, because she was like at the at the podium, and she like, like I'm gonna be I, like, there's there, the corner store around the house, or the the corner store around the corner from my house. Uh, there's a young man that works there that just moved here from India, and uh, he his English is not good, but I can still understand it, and we have conversations. EO's English is like way better than his. Like let EO talk more. Like let her talk more. Yeah. Your your English is better than Aaron's corner store guy. So uh, (laughs) you should get out there and start busting promos. Um, No. Yeah. I think uh, I've, I've heard some of like the side, the, since she got money in the bank, she's been doing little promos that have been cool. Like little background uh, things uh, proving that like um, Bailey didn't really need to talk for everybody the entire time. I disagree, Dakota. She needed to talk for Dakota. <laughs> she needed to talk well, for Dakota. <laughs> but yeah, like Bailey's Bailey's great. You can put Bailey yeah. with some of these new women and Bailey'll, you know, keep up keep everybody elevated on the promo the whole time. Becky does it. Uh you know, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's plenty of people that can can keep a storyline going. That's not like a excuse to just be like, well, I guess we just won't give them anything, you know, like they'll never yeah. grow. Turn uh, Bianca heel though. They need to turn Bianca heel. Yeah. I Bianca mean, should be to. heel. She's in that like been baby face way too long kind of role uh, to the point where everybody's kind of tired of seeing it. And it sucks. Cause like I said, in that match, you can see why they haven't turned her. Cause she's such a good baby face, but turn her heel. Let her finally cut that fucking, uh, the ponytail off uh so she doesn't have to deal with that anymore because it looks annoying as shit to wrestle with but uh but yeah Eosky defeats bianca belair becomes uh the next was that raw women's champion before we move on how long do you or think so? Eosky keeps that title a month like <laughs> next pay-per-view i agree i agree uh they gave I it agree. to her Unless she does a story with Bailey, which I'd I'd be down to see yeah. for a while. Yeah, I um, agree. I, I don't know if they're like ready to get to that point yet or not, but they should be ready to get to that point because I don't think anyone cares about damage control anymore. So that's wild too, because that that just means that like the big stables all over WWE are kind of breaking down. And what will they do next? Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of the, uh, the biggest stable, the bloodline was the last match on the show. Uh, Roman Reigns beat Jey Uso after the surprise finish. So surprising. Jimmy coming out and turning <laughs> on his brother. Oh my goodness. The drama. Uh, I, I would feel way better about the ending if one of the Usos had a belt, like it's, if, uh, if they go into this match that like, literally since we've watched the Usos, we've been like, it'd be cool if they wrestled each other, you know, like, yeah. and they're finally going to do it probably. Yeah. That's but what there's no stakes for it. It's I been, mean, it's been, it's been said by them that they want to fight each other at WrestleMania. And it's funny you say that about a belt. It's like you read my fucking mind or something. Um, I was talking to my little brother earlier today on the phone and, you know, and I kind of, I kind of feel what he was saying. He was saying that he's a little fatigued with his bloodline stuff. And it's, it's like, 
and he, he kind of got to the same point as you, like, why are we doing this? Like, just, just get to the match between Jimmy and Jay, and hopefully Jimmy's not aligned with the bloodline anymore. And I said to him, I said, I feel you on that, but what I want to see is I want to see Jimmy stay in the bloodline with Solo and Roman and have Jay break off, have Jay take that United States championship from Austin Theory, have Jimmy and Jay feud over that U.S. title and fight for it at WrestleMania. That's, that's fine. I'm fine by that. Any belt. Give them something yeah, it's, to it's fight getting stale. for. It's getting stale. And, and they're all so good. Once again, they're all great. At, these are guys, again, who are really good at the WWE style. You know? I mean, we don't uh, even have to talk about the match, really. It was we a don't. great match. We don't. We don't. But my thing is this, too, is like you said surprise, like in, a, like in a cheeky way. And I feel you because it's like I'm not surprised at all that Jimmy and Solo, like I'm not surprised at all that everybody's turning on everybody in this feud. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way and just move along. So yeah, hopefully we can get some. I mean, we know Brock and not Brock. We know Roman and Cody probably isn't going to happen. So mania, um, but. You know, maybe Roman's off TV for a while. Which um, I'd be, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. If I don't want to see him feud with anybody else, because it's like. Because no one's going to beat him. Nobody's going to beat him <laughs> until Cody comes back. So it's like. <laughs> right, right, right. And even then, Cody might not beat him. If they, dude, if it's next WrestleMania and Roman gets his hand raised again, that would be <laughs> insane. You know what I wouldn't mind, though, is if they do like a thing where it's like. Once again, go to the OGs, go to the well. You got people in your roster who are legends that you're not doing nothing with. It'd be cool if like Edge went on a little run for three months and then was like, I want to challenge you, Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns came out for one match and beat him. Or well, AJ Styles, that. you know, beat he a bunch did. of people for three months and then fight Roman Reigns and lose, you know? He did that little interview where he was saying that he wanted to get the belt one more time before yeah. he retired. So, like, so that like, would be cool. But that's like, honestly, other than like Edge, AJ, Maybe Shinsuke, maybe Gunther if you took the belt off of him. Those are the only four people other than Cody that I would even want to see. Maybe Drew McIntyre, but he's already lost. So like maybe Sheamus. Give Sheamus. Did, did Sheamus have a shot at Roman and lose? I think Sheamus did too. He's I don't everybody. know, but can he's Sheamus everybody. just beat? I mean, he didn't beat fucking Gunther, so it's like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, who cares? Like yeah, other than like AJ Edge and. Maybe like Randy if he came back and Shinsuke. Yeah, I was gonna say Randy. You know. That would be like a fun back and forth. Yeah. You wouldn't expect Randy to win, but you know it's gonna be like a good match. Um, yeah, and I mean the promos would be great. Sentimentally, I want to say KO, but KO's already lost to Roman like ten times. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well you know. KO's injured, right? And he's injured too. So yeah, yeah. So whatever. But yeah, that was SummerSlam. It was a good show overall. I think. Uh, good SummerSlam. What's next? What's the next pay per view? I don't even know. It's one of those like in between ones. There's so many pay per views. I don't know. Fast Lane. Fast Lane's before Mania. What is this? I think like Payback or something. I don't know. Small Lane. (laughs) Uh, Good show. Uh, was it better than last year's SummerSlam? What happened at last year's SummerSlam? I don't know. I don't know either. So this one probably was better. They all melt together. Uh. um, besides, honestly, it's sad to say, but besides the besides the women's matches, uh, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, that the is fi- kind of sad. Finish, the finish of the triple threat was bad. The Ronda and Shayna was just c- c- should have been someone else in that spot. Um, the yeah. Battle Royal was whatever, but it, it, it was all right. It was a mid show. It was mid, but you know, it was all right. It was, it was all right. right. 
it's not going to make me go back to watching WWE every week, but you know, like yeah. it's, um, yeah. I'll, I'll still keep up, uh, as, as well as I can. Um, we might start getting, uh, monthly pay-per-views from AEW switching over to the AEW kind of side of things. There's a lot of news. There's a lot the, of news. Uh, they, AEW. they, uh, they bought the copyright for, uh, what was it AEW plus or something? Oh, like did that. they? So they're trying to do a streaming service. I think they're going to try and do a streaming service. And if it went that route, I could see them doing the pay-per-views monthly. Like I think where it's at right now, where there's four a year, I'm like, here you go. I'll pay for that. That's fine. But if it's a monthly pay-per-view thing, uh, and it's not on a streaming service. If they're all fifty dollars, no I'm way. Not buying yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to go to yeah. a streaming service to do that. And they should if they do that, they should add Ring of Honor instead of Honor Club because Honor Club's ten dollars, and it's like that's the same price. WWE Honor Club's so expensive for no yeah. reason. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what's happening in Ring of Honor. And maybe I'll actually watch it. My brother watches Honor Club more than I do. He's been watching. He started from the first episode on Honor Club, and he's been watching the Ring of Honors. And I'm like, I wish I had as much time as you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much wrestling yeah. uh since the last time we talked and we haven't talked about it yet but uh collision started uh and i think it's kind of uh taken over as the number one show in my opinion best wrestling uh, television show on tv it's a it's it's a good show it's got the the bang bang boys um who i love uh what are, what are they actually called the bang bang uh, uh bullet club gold they're, well, they're Bullet Club Gold, but what, what have they been, like, yelling at each other? Oh, the like, Bang the, Bang Gang. Yeah, the Bang Bang Gang. Uh, <laughs> and the gold members. Don't forget the gold members. The fucking <laughs> juice walking around with a cutout of uh, of Jay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've, we've potted since, like, I don't think we've potted since all of our love has grown for Juice Robinson. Like, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I was shit-talking Juice Robinson, like, a few episodes back. I fucking love this man right and now. Now you are rock hard for Juice I am, Robinson. He, I am fucking. <laughs> I'm vascular for this man. <laughs> he is probably my favorite wrestler right now. Like he's top three for me right now. For he's sure. great. He's doing. Sure. He's doing a lot in that ring, but it's all working. It's know? so good. He's so fucking good, man. He's so good. And I think I was talking shit about uh, Jay White probably last time too, and how like he doesn't have any stock with me. Like he's a good wrestler yeah, or whatever. You, you and Mo was saying that she didn't know anything about him. And I was trying to tell you all niggas. Trying to tell you. <laughs> well, he, like I said, he came around once before, uh, last forbidden door and didn't really make an impression on me. Now he's like, ever since collision started, he's, uh, just elevated himself to like one of the matches I, have to watch on the every show. week, like every for the first three yeah. weeks. I mean, them and FTR, whether they were wrestling against each other or someone else, I mean, they were upstage in punk's matches, like you know, like so. Yeah, punk, I think punk, honestly, you know. punk is the for me, like he's doing cool stuff with the, the belt that he never lost, but like for me, he's kind of the, the least exciting part, uh, point of that show right now, wrestling wise, uh, for sure. I think he's definitely like. He's, he's diving it on the story. He's diving deep into the character work for sure. For sure. Um, he's yeah, he's doing good. The bringing back the straight edge stuff was great. Um, writing an X on the belt is great. All that stuff's good. Uh, but the star that 
I had really soured on that collision is brought back to me in a huge way is Andrade. Like I'm over the moon excited to watch an Andrade match now. Talk and about he looks bangers. like a beast. Talk uh, about bangers, dude. That man's been having bangers, like bangers, like. And talking about like giving Brock a little gut and makes him look more menacing. <laughs> they gave Andrade that gut, and he was like, "Good God, he's scary." It's like he flips uh, higher now that he has a gut. Did yeah, you notice? <laughs> did you notice Brian Cage's gut this past weekend too? He's got big. abs and a gut. How do you have a beer belly? <laughs> With abs, he was talking. He was talking to Jericho, probably. Uh, That's called he was steroids. Like, That's called he's, he's steroids. He's like, I got, I got these good steroids. They're gonna put abs <laughs> on your gut. Uh. <laughs> I was watching, man. Not to cut you off to where you were going, but I was watching the tag match this past weekend, and this man hit the tope out of the the ring, and I was like, dude, Brian Cage has to be like two eighty, two ninety. And he's like, tiny too. Beer gut, 5'8, 290, with the beer gut and fucking Adrian Neville abs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Pac abs. Like, bro, what type of juice are you on, bro? I don't. Do, do you think Pac's on steroids? I was texting the group chat and I'm 100% sure he is. Sidebar, we're about to get sidetracked, guys. We're about to go off the rails <laughs> right quick. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I fell into a hole. Like, so, you know, my YouTube algorithm gave me like these like Reddit stories videos, right? So it got me on Reddit, like trying to find like random, like subreddits of weird shit. So I just looked up steroids one day and like the steroids subreddit, like, and I was looking at pictures of all these dudes that have been on roids and you can just tell, like you can tell when someone has that roid body and like Pac, Thick that body. juiced. That man is juiced. That but it looks, juiced. it looks like, uh, I'm so used to it because he's been that same level of jacked his entire career he has, you know he has. he's bigger now though like he's defined now like he's he's cut up like and they still won't give this goddamn man anything like i don't understand he's hurt, he hurt he, again he got, he got hurt like uh like recently like he got hurt so he's he's out for a while now and he just came he, back he just had a match right i'm about to i'm about to google what his injury is but continue on your uh, rampage tangent as i google but yeah we're just kind of like uh we're just trying to touch on collision. I thought it was going to be the villain show and dynamite would be like kind of the face show, uh, which it is kind of, uh, but it's become like, uh, so much more to me. Like I just, I love that show. It's two hours, which is a good time limit, I think. Uh, and it's made me disregard rampage entirely. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, even in the group chat, Eric will be like, watch this match from Rampage. And I'm like, ah. It's, it's, a, it's, there's too much wrestling. Uh, I don't got time for Rampage. But yeah, speaking so of, apparently, Pac's going to be out for a while, apparently. Um, so this is from Wrestle Inc. Aaron, um, look at this body. Look at that body. Yeah, body. That, man is, that man is on the <laughs> juice, juice. It's from Wrestle Inc. Um, it says, AEW says Pac is injured and will be out of action for quite a while. The latest setback for one of the company's original stars. The announcement came from Tony Schiavone during Friday Night's Rampage in a segment recorded at Daly's Place. Okay. Location of episodes, parking lot fight, main event between best friends, Chuck Taylor. I do need to watch so, that match. And but... the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley. That was a good match. I just don't care about the best friends. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Chuck and fucking uh, Trent. I don't, especially Chuck. I fucking hate Chuck. Trent is cool. I fucking hate Chuck. And his I name is Chuck Taylor. Chuck. hate Chuck. I love Chuck. You're coming at my boys right now, uh, which I've I think it's unneeded. I've hated, I've hated them since Ring of Honor. I can't stand those motherfuckers. <laughs> can't stand those motherfuckers. I love both of them. And with Orange. They're, they're perfect. They're perfect for me. 
you're perfect, Chuck, with that little <laughs> gut, that little Eddie Kingston gut out uh, in your onesie. I but, think, um, you, no, continue. Do you think it's the same outfit, Chuck and Eddie Kingston? <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> I did not think that's what you were going to ask. <laughs> they probably do get their other, besides yeah. the kick pads, they probably like have the same tailor or some shit. That's true. Um, um, but I'll, I'll say this about uh, Collision, man, and what I love about Collision. I, I, and, and what I hope that they can continue to keep is continuity between what they're doing. Like, they're, and you've been watching AEW since the beginning. So you know yeah. how it was early on. I can tell you just from how long I've been watching. There's a lot of like breakups and continuity week to week on a lot of the shows. You won't see sure. certain people that you're expecting to see a story continue to it until three weeks later. Whereas Collision, every week it is perfect episodic television. It has been, it has been pretty solid on the and, story. And at the beginning of every show, everybody cuts a promo that's on the show to tell you about what they're doing that night, whether it's cringe or whether it's good, but it's perfect because it's telling a story. It's keeping it moving. Every match makes sense. Every feud makes sense. Um, it's very well put together. I'd really love to know like exactly who is writing for the show because this does not look like Tony Khan booking a lot of the time. Well, I think, I think going off of what you just said, like, I don't think everything makes sense. The, like the, the split show does present some problems with all the roster not being there. Like yes, when punk takes out the belt and says, I have the belt MJF should be, right there you know it's coming like, you know it's coming though i know it's coming it's coming because FTR, FTR called out the bucks too this past weekend so it's coming the fact that he hasn't said anything about it yet though is yeah. kind of like you just don't give a shit that on the other show like punk yeah. is saying he's the champ well i'm not i'm not as mad at that right now because uh it kind of makes sense with mjf's character right now he's just yeah. happy to have a friend he's just happy to have a friend bro Dude, him and Adam Cole, the, <laughs> yeah. the best, the best thing on television He's is him and Adam Cole. It's like it's like you with it's like you with Gabby. You know, like there's times where you probably just like ten people call you a day. You're like, I'm just with my girl right now. I'm just hanging out. He's with Adam Cole playing Fight Forever. You know, <laughs> yeah, He's glitching through the through the stadium. Uh, uh, no, yeah, I think Dynamite. Uh, Still the flagship show, um, but Collision is showing uh, that it can garner more interest right now. It is a new show, so that's the other thing that's kind of there that has it going. has a whole new look. It's, uh, you know, the the red is really cool to see. Um, you got Elton John as a song. It's, this, the intro song is great. It, it goes is. with it. So it gets me hyped up when I'm watching Collision. It's, it's just like Saturday night. And you're like, it is Saturday night. Yeah. I'm going to watch Collision. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes once they get through these initial storylines. Because that is kind of uh, the AEW thought process, which is like, we got some stuff lined up. And then once it's done chaos you know so. yeah i will say one thing too it's a shame that like because you know of course <laughs> spoiler alert we do listen to other people's podcasts um <laughs> it's a shame that uh the numbers have not been like you know that great for collision and it's on a saturday so that's a weird day it's just a shame that this level of like booking is on saturday 
And like sometimes seems like it's absent on Wednesdays. Like Wednesdays are still fun. They're fun. Um, but I feel like a lot of times dynamite feels like like a fever dream sometimes where it just you got Excalibur like really fast and you got match, 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 match. And it's like dynamite feels really the pacing of dynamite sometimes can be very like heart attacky. Whereas I think collision the, is like collision's very methodical and plotted the thing, out. The thing so. keeping dynamite together right now is Adam Cole and MJF. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. And it's been showing in the numbers too. Like they've been spiking the rating every time they're on, like by 100,000. It's them. And then it's uh, the absurd uh, vignette of Swerve Strickland oh, and AR man. Fox. Oh, man. We do have to talk about that. Oh my god! We'll, we'll we'll go into that, but yeah, just saying like, uh, the two back to back is fine. With me. I don't I don't kind of favor one over the other too much at the moment. I I still love Dynamite. I go out of my way. It's like a ritual for me every week at this point. Um, and I haven't been disappointed with it. You know, like that's where you see the elite and stuff, and that's where you see, like I said, MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, you're getting cool Darby vignettes and shit like that. Darby's kind of influencing Swerve now with Darby's his vignettes. Been, Darby has been really stepping up here lately too. I think I think Darby's definitely stepping into a role as like I'm one of the senior people of AEW now. He's no longer like kid Darby who crashes into shit and which is know. weird because he probably comes up to your waist in real life, but you know, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, hey man, I respect the guy. I respect him. It's fine. You, you know? gotta respect. Uh, and I think once they get back into America, you'll also see Jeff come back, uh, cause he hasn't been able to go to Canada with the DUI stuff. Oh, they're fighting, uh, they're fighting the Bucks on Wednesday. There you go. So they'll be yeah. back. But this this I, Wednesday's Dynamite is going to be really good. This will probably, this pod will probably air before that. This Dynamite is going to be really good tonight if you're watching the pod right now, guys. So I kind of, I kind of expect the car crash chaos on Dynamite. Uh, cause that's kind of what I go there for. I kind of love it. Um, but with collision doing great stories, I also wonder if that is, uh, Brian Danielson's influence ev- since he took over, uh, creative. I think he's, yeah. I don't know if he's just doing collision or if he's doing dynamite and collision, but I wonder, I wonder what that team is because that's what I was saying earlier is like, I, I, I know Brian's doing stuff on collision they hired uh, Cassius Ono or Chris Hero and uh, Jerry Lynn. I think Jerry Lynn's mainly on, on Dynamite, but it would be really it would be awesome to to know who's writing for both of them. We got to hit Moretta up and tell her to you know get some inside scoops yeah, from uh, go go dig and see uh, yeah. who's writing for what. Um, but yeah, I mean that's all we really got to say about that. Like Rampage kind of seems superfluous now. Like it's just it's too much. And, I, think, I think they should just make that the new you know AEW Dark. Just like well, still have it on TV, but have your I younger, feel like it is your younger much, guys. Yeah. You know, like like put put um, Top Flight on there every week. You know, put you know um, uh, Big Bill on there and put him in prominent spots every week. Put it put Big Bill in main events every every week on Rampage. You know, well, do that. Big Bill. Uh, he made a minute on Collision the other yeah, week, so I mean, Collision match was actually pretty know, good. But put him on Rampage too, because he needs reps. Because he can, you know, he can definitely, uh, he can definitely spread his wings and fly a little bit if he gets a little bit more, you know, 
direction in the acting department. I think in ring he's he's just fine for a seven foot guy at this point. He's better yeah. than Kevin Nash ever was. So <laughs> you know, I, thought, I think he's good enough to be seven foot. So give him a little bit more time on the mic on rampage that no one's watching. And, uh, you know, Big Daddy Bill. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I agree with that. Uh, just keep because. Do they have dark anymore? Dark and elevation. No, dark is gone, gone, and I think they're not doing. I don't think they're doing house shows anymore either, because Collision took over a bunch of the dates that they were supposed to do for house shows, and that's why I was okay. in Canada for the first month. So, I mean, there's listen, there's. I think these next, the next two months for Collision are going to be so for the company in general are going to be so pivotal because, of course, the elite just resigned. And I think that it's no coincidence that, you know, uh, Dax and Cash called them out on Saturday after they just resigned. They probably were waiting for that paperwork to go all the way through to be able to do that. And now that that's happened, the uh, proverbial forbidden door within AEW has now been like cracked open a little bit. You know, like I'm a collision. I see Punk came out with I'm a collision girl shirt on and, you know, they're, they're drawing the lines of separation. So I really do think my theory is correct where, yes, there was beef between them all. But we're still getting worked. Like they're they're behind the scenes talking every day. Like in two weeks, Adam Page is going to come to fucking collision, and he's going to fucking confront CM Punk, and CM Punk's well, going to yeah. beat him. You know, like, I mean, CM Punk doesn't have a match for Wembley yet. If also, and, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like Joe was a weird opponent for him at Wembley. I, I mean, I I don't mind it. Oh, but that's I guess weird. he does. I guess Joe called out. Punk. But, but he didn't like he didn't like accept the challenge. I just feel like that's a weird. I mean, I guess it, it's fine because MJF is going to be fighting Adam Cole, so it's fine. And Adam Page obviously isn't going to be fighting him by then. The empty headed fuck, according to CM Punk, well, you, also have, you also have All Out two weeks later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and All Out is kind of like I think like the bigger of the pay per views, so they always do really big shit there, right? Um, right. So I think they already sold their tickets for Wembley. They're going to put a good show together, but it's like, it's kind of a, we're just doing this because, you know, yeah, we filled the yeah, stadium. Yeah, just to sell some tickets because, you know, Punk yeah. and Joe is going to, that's going to sell. It's just, I just, I just feel like, you know, I don't mind seeing Punk and Joe because it's always going to be fun, but like, why not have, you know, you know, CMFTR go against, you know, the House of Black and Wembley? Instead of next week on Collision. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad we're getting it. But that's also a pay-per-view match right there, baby. No, no, no. You know? No, 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 no. If it's going to be CM Punk with FTR, then it's versus the fucking Elite. <laughs> or the, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, in a per- but it's coming. But it's coming. The proverbial open door has been cr- It's coming uh, for FTR to fight the Bucks. That's, you know. Uh, that's the start of it. They got to do it now. You know, they, like, they got to Whether Kenny. it's. Whether it's the Hung Bucks, whether it's Kenny and the Bucks, it doesn't matter who it is. I would honestly rather it be the Hung Bucks because CM Punk and CM Punk and Paige have to fight again. Like there's like that the, the way they were talking to each other was too spicy not to, <laughs> not, not to fight again. He called him an empty headed fuck. I don't care if yeah. we're I don't care if we're in K wrestling. You call me an empty headed fuck. I'm like, what, bro? Especially <laughs> for, especially if a white man calls me an empty headed fuck. I'm like, that's even worse. That's disrespectful as shit. It's even worse. You got a Pepsi tattoo? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. I think uh I think we forgot to mention uh that Dynamite also has something going for it right now that's great. Uh in that it has uh 
a very old, uh, very <laughs> not standing upright RVD. In oh <laughs> yes, that's the that's one of the main things I wanted to talk about. Um, sidebar before we get into that, one thing that we should have probably talked about today that we can probably talk about on the next pod. There's a list that came out of the top like ten wrestlers under thirty. We should okay. definitely talk about that one. Um, but yes, Rob Van fucking Dam, bro. Rob, yo, that man threw that spin kick with that beer gut, though. You he see did that? throw that spin kick. You see it? He you did. See it? I can't do that. How many spin kicks he gonna throw in a <laughs> ten minute match? <laughs> Listen, anything man. is better than Sabu. That Anything man is, is better than Sam. wearing that shirt like a big boy at the pool. You know, like he just. <laughs> I saw the side profile. I said, "Damn, Robbie, four twenty been real, ain't it? Four twenty been real, yeah, yeah. That man's eating eating edibles and taking names. Uh, but <laughs> what I will say though, I will say though, it does honestly make so much sense for him to be the guy to fight Jungle Boy because. I mean, we were obviously kids when Rob Van Dam was coming up. And full disclosure for everybody watching, Rob Van Dam is my third favorite wrestler of all time. Jericho, yeah. Shawn Michaels, RVD. That's that's my guy. Um, obviously, you can tell what type of wrestling I like, even though I talk shit about the car crash yeah. matches. Um, but when we were kids, I'm sure that there was people that were like, who the hell is this RVD guy? And why is he fucking jumping off of shit? And blah, blah. So he's like the guy who really like, is the forefather of what AEW is. And Jungle Boy is kind of that like snot-nosed teenager that the Jim Cornettes of the world hate. Yeah. So it honestly makes so much sense that this Matt, is the match. Matt Riddle wouldn't have a character without RVD. You Matt know what Riddle I'm saying? would not have a character. And Matt Riddle is like, <laughs> dude, he is the worst version of RVD ever. <laughs> <laughs> so much worse. So much worse as a, as a stoner than RVD. But yeah. Um, well, I'm excited for this. Like I like I yeah, like what are your thoughts on I'm Jack's a, heel run so far, also? Like, I really love Jack's heel run. It's up the character for me a hundred percent. Uh I'm not too stoked on the intro song. Uh I agree. I agree. But him doing the vignette where he like buried Jack, uh which definitely had some influence from Darby. Uh, yeah, but for sure. For I sure. thought it, I thought it was a great little like goodbye to Jungle Boy, which I've been waiting for him to leave behind forever. Like, could you please stop being Jungle Boy? You are a grown man. I love you how fucking... I love how every all the old heads still call him Jungle. Like how yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lynn's like listen to Jungle. <laughs> it sounds so goddamn disrespectful too, and it's great. Uh, but yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a good match. I think Jungle will have to do a lot to. Uh, I was gonna say it'll be a good match, depending on what Rob we get. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to see <laughs> what's gonna happen. But it was so. I I laughed out loud when he like fucking when he walked out because it was Jerry Lynn being like, I can't do it because I'm too old. So here's a dude that's the same age as me. <laughs> I was maybe older. He might be yeah, older because <laughs> Jerry Lynn don't look bad. Jerry Lynn probably Jerry what, Lynn like 50? looks like he's doing a lot better than RV. <laughs> Jerry Lynn is at least the same age as Jeff Jarrett. He might be a little bit younger. Yeah, like I was like Jerry Lynn. This is not what you just uh, promised. Hold on, us, hold but... on. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a fact check right here while we're um, <laughs> Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I was actually getting pretty excited for to see Jerry Lynn fight. Uh, fight jack perry <laughs> jerry lynn is jerry lynn is 60 he looks good as shit for 60 yeah rvd can't be 60 rvd yeah, is probably like 50 something um he is 
RVD is a fresh 52 years old. He looks That's about 60. Well, he needs to uh, he needs to turn back the the dial on time. Yeah, he, uh, he looks about this 60. match. He he looks he looks pretty bad, but that, I guess that that's what uh, wrestling for all these years will get you. You know, he's still a legend. Uh, to see the spectacle of RVD, he did crush that spin kick. The spin he kick did, was great. and I think I think well, he was he was in WWE in like twenty fourteen. It was wasn't his that last, long ago, twenty fifteen yeah. or twenty sixteen might have been his last. But he looked a lot better. Than, he was definitely in better shape. I, yeah. Like I, I honestly might like try to look up some indie RVD stuff from the last couple of years tonight and see like what he's been looking like. Because as long as he doesn't look like fucking you know Shawn Michaels, Kane, and the Undertaker, and Stone Cold or Triple H and them looked in Saudi Arabia. So I said Stone Cold. I didn't mean to put. Him, I didn't mean to put Austin in there. Austin looked great with Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Leave, leave Austin out. Leave yeah. Austin out. But uh, yeah, that that Saudi Arabia shit. As long as he doesn't look as bad as Taker and them looked the last couple of years. Will be good. Yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, it's it's one of those, and AEW has put some very old people in the ring to do stuff. <laughs> like I said, anything is better than Sabu. So Sa- Sabu, goddamn, so you're I, good. I've marked that out of my memory. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I made you remember R- RVD, dude. You got to pull something off. You got to defend the ECW <laughs> name because. So do you do you think he wins the FTW championship and retires it like he's been saying he's going to do? I think that would be fine. Yeah, because we don't I, need that belt. I don't need that belt. Don't what is it. that belt? It's just been like Hook's belt forever. It was Taz jerking his son off to give him a, a title, <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine if that goes. There's too many fucking belts in AEW, and that one never made any sense to me. Speaking um, of belts, one more thing we should talk about before it, about AEW. I don't know, like, you know, what you're thinking about on time, but one more thing. John Moxley is one hundred percent taking that belt from Orange Cassidy. I think that's what the what's in the cards for the international title going forward. One hundred percent. I would I would be okay with that, but like Mox doesn't need the belt. Like I, I think I John Moxley rather... is going to take it, and John Moxley is going to be the first Grand Slam champion in AEW. He's going to be the first one to have the world title, the international title, and the tag titles. And the did they get the trios titles for a second? They might have got the trios titles too. I know he's no, been I think House champion. of Black took it off the elite. So, um, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, I just I would rather it be Yuta or Claudio that gets it because that's not a belt that really needs to go to like a huge person like Mox. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know about Claudio though. Claudio, somebody needs to take that ROH title off. I haven't been watching enough ROH to know who should, but I don't know what those belts are. Like, I'm like. Yeah, I haven't been watching. They all have similar names. Yeah, uh, I mean, King I know Strong you got. Style belt. I mean, I like as the last episodes of ROH I was watching was like Dalton Castle and Ar Fox, and um, who else? But those were like the two like guys I would think were like top guys. But I don't know who else in ROH right now is is vying for that title. Well, so. now AR Fox is a top guy in AEW Dynamite. Oh, I forgot we were going to talk about that. Yes. Yes. Uh, a brutal vignette uh, where they they held that little boy down. <laughs> 
I loved every second of that shit. They they brutalized that little boy. That um, was so fun. That was so. That was. I, I think I said in the group chat that like Swerve reminds me of Tupac and Juice right now. He's just such a like sinister like, like just like I hate to say the word but gangster. Like it's gangster, bro. Like it's so gangster. Like the whole like leaving him in a pool of blood. That's some like straight up like Crips and Bloods type shit. The way they're moving and it's fucking great. It's you know what's good about this faction or whatever they're making. I'll tell you what's good and what's bad. What's good is that in AEW, because it's TV fourteen and they have creative license to actually do like visceral, like just like hardcore shit. Whereas like in WWE. You're not going to be able to do shit like that because, but it just, it's just so much more impactful with the visual, like the blood, like that, right? And then the thing they're doing bad that I don't like that, like the mogul embassy is doing is like, who the fuck are all the members? It's like every week Prince Nana is with the whole. I didn't even know Brian Cage and Big Bill were part. Like, like I thought they was with uh, Matt Hardy and them, and then they broke up. And so who's well, all? They the also fuck? had those two white dudes that just kind of like disappeared. The, the dudes Parker with the face tat. Yeah, like yeah. what happened to like? So who are all the members? All I care about is is Fox and Swerve, honestly. But who are all? Which the members? is fine because I think that's what they're gonna do. And then uh, Prince Nana just like take care of Brian Cage and Big Bill when it pops up or whatever. But yeah. Uh but no, I was I was really into this vignette. It was brutal. It was like, okay, they're <laughs> they're going full dick in. I wasn't expecting like, it either. Like, I was not expecting it because it was like every time they cut back to him there was more blood. I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. Do you think uh <laughs> He just bladed, and it was a little on his face, and that was like fucking Kool Aid next to him or something, right? I, like, I, it, I listen. I thought the same thing. I was like, I hope that's fake. It looks fake. It yeah. looks faker yeah. than the blood on his face. So. I think maybe because it was on one of those like softer wrestling mats, and it was like puddling up real nice, which that gave it a great effect. I think it was harder to tell because the color of the mat was like blue yeah. mat with like the red on it, made it look kind of perp. It was hard to tell. But, but just rolling up to somebody's uh, place <laughs> and like. <laughs> And then they broke the window with the skateboard when they were leaving. Yeah. I love it. Was yo, great. The best part, as skaters, it's always just so entertaining. I know for you, it's entertaining to see this. The footage of uh, of AR Fox, and he's he's holding the skateboard by the trucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. That's some typical nigga shit who never, never <laughs> on a skateboard. He was like, let me see that. Let me do a trick right quick. <laughs> he's going to jump on that skateboard and start pushing manga. And <laughs> that was um, amazing. Yes, the amount of times of our youth that that happened to us. Let me do a trick. Grab Let me do trucks. a trick, and then they fall on their ass, and they're like, "All right, Playboy, you you have fun." Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, dude, Swerve is, yeah. The more you, the more we talk about AW, like Dynamite's not. It doesn't have that many issues. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. you have Swerve, you have Sheeta. As the women's champion again, uh, which I think is a huge move in the right direction for the women's division. Uh, as much as I've liked Tony's uh, heel run, uh, it just hasn't seemed like a championship run. But she hasn't really had any real opponents. Yeah. And, and I will like, say the Sheeta thing surprised me. I didn't think Sheeta was going to win. That was like really shocking. Well, you didn't watch during Sheeta's first run, right? No, no. Sheeta was like the best. That was during, I, that was during the pandemic, right? 
that was her, so yeah now she gets to actually be a champ in front of people nice, which is cool nice. um and then over on collision statlander has the belt and i'm like the belts are on the right people they let's, are man. let's go are. i will say dude i fucking love tony's heel shit like the promo she cut with tony Schiavone dude, on the promo the promo was great uh <laughs> So good, so good. She was like, "I feel naked without the she's belt," like, and then she's pretty much naked. She's like, "Look at me!" <laughs> and Tony's like, "Yo, relax, bro. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Your boyfriend's like behind me right now." And he's rock hard and he's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Sheeta. Uh, she definitely deserves. And bro, the emotion on her face when she won—that yeah. was like, that was that was real. That was so like it was beautiful to see her. Where, she, where she's like been since she lost the champion has been like very like low tier kind of place on the card. Like she was just helping out like Ruby and Tony for a while. So I guess that's like a callback to that. And it, now that I think about it, that's actually like a pretty cool story. But <laughs> but it wasn't really like brought up at the time of her winning. So, it should have been, know, honestly. Yeah, that's actually, been. they need to put paddle and commentary they just, out there. Yeah, they just did like all that stuff with Sheeta and Tony and Ruby before they well, you became know why the outcast. You know why it didn't get said? Because Excalibur was like, Excalibur <laughs> <laughs> was too busy naming moves that uh, nobody's heard of. Oh, um, man. I will say the announced team on Collision is way better. Yeah, they they call the uh, the matches in a way that like keeps you way more invested. And it's a two man booth. I never like three people. It's too many people. All you I need love, is two people. I love the announced team on Dynamite more for their banter back and forth than for them actually calling the matches. I love <laughs> I love I love Taz on Dynamite. I love He's Taz. Fucking hilarious. Taz fucks up shit all the time. <laughs> uh, his relationship with Tony Schiavone is like unparalleled is so yeah. funny uh them just taking jibes at each other and excalibur like trying to keep them on track <laughs> i would love to see just taz and excalibur because tony does the entering interview still and then have him like jim ross when jim ross comes out like he did for the main event on collision and every now and then for a special match have him come out you know and but, jim ross goes home and goes to sleep like he needs to and you know cause... what you know what Jim in short spurts is totally fine. Like on that in that main event with Punk and, and Ricky Starks, he still had his moments where he was a little senile, for lack of a better term. <laughs> that's 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 a step. That's a, <laughs> a little harsh. That was but, a little harsh. But but like he was just fine. Like I liked it. I liked him with the uh, with those two on in the main event with uh, Nigel McGuinness and uh, I mean McAbani. Yeah, so, it's fine. I would I would rather see Tony in that role, like you said. Um, yeah. Keep Jim, only... keep Jim doing like the fucking interviews and the vignettes where you can edit it. Yeah, yeah. Put him, he's good at those. And don't put you know? him with not one New Japan wrestler. Because uh, <laughs> he's just going to call him boy or muffle, <laughs> muffle the name. <laughs> he's like, say that again. Say that three yeah, times but... fast. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I think that that's fine if if it's just for the main events and stuff. The the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat stuff was cool. They didn't, you know, have to use him that much. I think they used him in the right amount they in did. that match. They did, and they didn't underuse him either, which is what I was afraid of. Which I, I was like halfway through the match, I was thinking like, why the fuck is he out here? But then 
the involvement made sense. And that so, match was great. Uh, yeah. Punk was really putting a shine on Ricky the whole time. Um, until, like I said earlier, we were talking before this, until the roll-up finish uh, <laughs> where Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had to get into the ring to count it. He had that man in a roll-up for like 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, is Ricky dead? He can't get out of this. Like, uh, yeah, I but, liked it. I like, I like how they're, um, I like how they're playing with the uh, tweener status of CM Punk so well. Yeah, because uh, the people wanted to cheer Ricky Starks, but uh, I think everyone in the match, including both referees, did a good job uh, getting the heat on Ricky, and especially yeah. Ricky. Like, like big props to Ricky Starks. He is making big strides. It's making big, big, big strides. So big, big strides. Uh, we're getting we're getting a little late in the pod, so let's let's finish with this. Let's uh let's do our kind of dream booking for Wembley because uh, a lot of the matches aren't out yet. Uh, I think the only things that have been announced are MJF versus Adam Cole, where Bebe is definitely going to turn on MJF. Uh, as he should. As he should. They played that so well, too, I where wish... MJF wasn't looking at Adam Cole. And he was like, just do it. He's like, I should do it. I should do it. No, just do it. Have, listen, I wish that we'd been potting because I said since this team started that Adam Cole is going to turn on him. And everybody, everybody's like, no. Oh. I'm like, but no, they did, Adam Cole. They did a great job on that contract signing, though, like where he, you, you saw it. You saw the glimpse out of Adam Cole when uh, – when he's like, I'm not going to give you the match. And Adam, like, his whole personality changes. But MJF is, like, looking down so he can't see his facial features. Yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam's whole, like, skin went pale. Yeah. When he said it, yeah. It and he's great. like, what What did you say? Like, what do you, what do you, and he looked angry like he was going to fight MJF. And then he was like, we're going to do, uh, what did he say? It was like, we're going to do it at Wembley at the, at the biggest, yeah, we'll do it at Wembley or whatever. possible. Uh, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and his whole demeanor just like went back, like he had got caught, and he was just back to being like, "Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> BFFs, bro, BFFs." Um, so that that's the that's the match that'll be like the final match. I don't, I don't know who actually wins that. Do you think? I think, MJF wins I and then Adam, Adam Cole, Cole turns I think, on him. I think Adam Cole wins with help from either Kyle Riley and Roger Strong, a returning Kyle Riley, or we saw the the breadcrumbs being planted of the Kingdom right after right after that's um, true. Yeah, that segment last week, the Kingdom were on TV talk. So, and I've been saying that since the beginning too. I've been saying this, and and, and everybody's like the Kingdom. I'm like, yo, I'm telling you, the Kingdom. And I'm gonna be real. To me, Kyler Riley and Roderick Strong and Bobby Fischer, for counting him, are better wrestlers than Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. But I think character-wise, like actually like acting, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are like better in every way besides in the ring than those guys. They just got Oh, uh, they're on. great. I mean, Aussie Open so, has – is that – that's Aussie Open, right? No, 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 no. No, no the kingdom is – oh, kingdom, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean – I think Adam Cole wins with help. With help. With help, definitely. The Roderick Strong uh uh like shit fit that he threw <laughs> afterwards yeah, uh yeah. was golden. Uh 
So I could I, I would see Roderick Strong coming out to help Adam Cole. But I wouldn't he, even be mad if Adam Cole didn't win with help because I still do want to see Punk and MJF for the real world championship. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe MJF wins and then uh, Adam Cole beats him up after the match with help, and then they go their separate ways, and then we'll see, I, could, I don't know. That that would be a cool thing where. MJF just goes kind of, yeah, kind of like, uh, I might have lost that belt, but I'm going to go get this, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. As long as that's what ends up happening, you know, because that's what everybody wants to see. So I just want to see Hangman do something, too. Can we get him into anything? That would be I, great. So if we're getting into the fantasy matches, that's the match that I want to see at Wembley is CM Punk and Hangman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the match but I Punk see. is one of the three matches. So Elite FTR, I think. FTR wins that match. Uh, yeah, they should. Because they said that that's... So I didn't see their other two matches. But apparently this is their rubber match, so they're 1-1. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think... I don't think that they were going to do it for a while because they had that stuff, like I think, like right before the Briscoe matches started. And then the Bucks kind of became like a joke... Uh, in light of those matches. Like, mm. cause I remember they came out after the second Briscoe match, I think. And like, they were basically like boot, like everybody was like, please leave. Like, we just want to see the Briscoes <laughs> and FTR fight. That's um, funny. That's funny. So, but now, you know, they've built it back up to where I, I'm really excited about that match. Um, well, now Jay Briscoe's dead. So his shadow, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> his shadow isn't, isn't, isn't lingering over the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. um, FTR should win that match. Um, and then Punk versus Joe. Punk wins that match, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So besides those matches, I guess, because those are the only matches we know. Do you, so do you, all right, before we even get into it, do you think Punk accepts the challenge? I mean, he, he probably will. He'll probably have a match. Yeah, he'll probably have a match with Joe. Yeah. And then Cause, it cause all Because their, their last match was good, but it was like definitely a fluky Cody Brock type of win. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I would, I would like to see, uh, Jay White versus um, Ricky Starks or something like that. Ah, that'd be that a good would one. be good. That'd be a good one. Uh, especially since is Jay White British or is he Australian or some shit? He's he's British, but also they're both heels, so I don't know if yeah, I don't know if that would happen, but that'd be um, cool. I could see something like I don't know where she's at. But it seems like it's been a lot of time since she left. I could see Mercedes coming back for something as like a surprise. Because uh, the women just don't have anything lined up right now. They don't. And and it's funny you say that because... Um, shout out Mercedes. It's funny you say that because uh, <laughs> li- we didn't even talk about Jade Cargill. And you know what a dope match at Wembley would be? Would be Jade and Mercedes if Jade could get the stick out of her ass. But you know... I don't think Jade's coming back anytime soon. Saying, the way she's, the way I've heard her be, talk about the wrestling industry is like not the most flattering. And I think if she did come back, she'd have to be a heel at this point, right? Like people would probably not be very happy with the way she spoke about wrestling fans and the business. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's whatever. I, I like Jade. Uh, I do too. Black Girl Magic. That wouldn't be the match that I would want them i would i would probably want Sheeta versus mercedes I that'd think be that awesome would be great that'd be that'd be really good and you have uh mercedes coming out of the new japan matches mm-hmm. so she's like used to Sheeta's style it would be uh 
it would be a good match. Um, and then Statlander, just put her with whoever. I don't know, like Willow or Taya. Uh, you know what would be really cool that I don't think has been done often in AEW, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like a women's like ladder match for that TBS title. Like have it be like, have it be like, you know, um, Willow, Stat, um, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Sky Blue, and like... Also, shout out to that Stat and Mercedes Martinez match. That thing was good. I meant to mention that because I said something about it earlier, but I love yeah. the angle at the end because that's a good story to start yeah. with. You're women. That's yeah. a good... St- anyway, go it's watch great. if you guys haven't. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be down to see something. I don't think they've done anything like that, really. Like a five-way like, five women's ladder match? I'd like to see that in AEW. You know? They only do that stuff for, like, initial belt, like the first match for a, a new belt or mm, like something. Like the inaugural you know, championship, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but that would, that would be, that's a cool idea. I would like to see something like I that. I think we're getting Mox and, and, and Orange Cassidy at, at Wembley. I Great. think we're getting that. That's fine. Uh, like I said, it's not my like pick for. I'm with you though. I'm with you though. I would rather it be Wheeler and Orange. Claudio is cool, but I don't think he would be in that spot. But realistically, I would rather it be Wheeler because honestly, I think Wheeler and Orange would have a better match than Moxie and Orange. I think uh, it should have been Yuta or. Daniel Garcia to take the belt off. Daniel Garcia is another one. I like him better than Wheeler too, but I don't know what the JAS. He I, got that dance over, baby. He's he did, fucking... <laughs> and you know who knows what is going to happen with this JAS story. And I'm going to be real with you. When they first started breaking up the JAS, I was like very like kind of low on it. But the, the, the deeper we're getting into it, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Like, and I think I think I texted it to you, but like on Dynamite, seeing. Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara worked together as just like their own tag was better than anything they did together in JAS. They're like, fucking I was, sick. I was stoked on them they're together. Great, they're a great tag team. You yeah. Know? They Which are sucks because really they're both good really good team. single too. Yeah. But as a tag team, I think they do have a lot of potential. I would love to see them fight against Jay White and and, and uh and Juice. That'd bang, be a bang, fucking gang. great they should they Let's should do, do that on collision next week. That'd they be great. Should. Um but yeah, I always I always, well, I'm always rooting for Daniel Garcia. I always want him to get something because he's so good. Um, even though he's ripping his pants sometimes with that fucking. What dancing, was that? But, uh, that for that Forbidden Door four way before Forbidden Door. It was like him, um, Orange Cassidy, uh, oh, uh, Shibata, Shibata. Dude, he um, worked his the, ass off in that match. Was, was it, Sammy in that match? Too? It might have been Sammy. I think it was Sammy. But he worked his ass off in that match, man. Like that yeah. that match won me over for Daniel Garcia because when he in the ring with all those other guys who were like amazing, I thought Daniel Garcia was gonna get. He was the star of that match to me. So, He's, I mean, that match was great overall, but. We can't even remember the fourth fucking. I'm about to say that oh, was yeah. we, we haven't potted since that show came on. We didn't even talk about that match. There's been yeah, so much forbidden door, but we don't gotta take a step back that far. Yeah, we, 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 we're already we're already here. We're already we're here. already we're already <laughs> towards the end. Women um, dream matches though. All right, so what do we have left? We got the trios. The trios. So it would be House of Black versus Mogul Embassy. Mm-hmm. Mogul Embassy or Jeff Jarrett again? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got the sign back there, but it's on the Sting side. You can't see it right now. But those things. So if it was Mobile em- Embassy, Swerve, Fox, and who's the third member? Who's the third? Big Bill. I would rather be Big Bill, but I could. I'd be fine if Brian Cage was in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't care as long as Swerve and AR are in there. You know, just have one of the big dudes in the back, like doing something. But. When that finally breaks up and we get the AR and Swerve match again, it's going to be so good. Oh, like yeah. uh, they already did it once, I guess. When they need, AR to, they Fox, need to give uh, Swerve something. Like I thought he was going to get that international championship. They need to give this man something because he, him, and Daniel Garcia both those two. I think like the underrated Dynamite stars have been him and Daniel Garcia. They both have been like the workers. They've been like the the Crispin Wad. Eddie Guerrero and WCW guys like those guys have been really putting in work and Swerve's podcast also gets all the AEW insights did you see the thing where uh on the negotiations the the elite all go together like that was there I saw that he had them on but I didn't watch it I should probably watch that so the stipulation of it was like the Bucks Kenny and Hangman uh no one of them would have gone to WWE it had to be all of them wow or and they treat it kind of like a, I think like an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, WCW yeah. situation where they all went over together. That's interesting. Um, That's really interesting because uh, I feel like WWE would be like more interested in one or two of those guys than the other. Yeah, they were talking about how like it's been going on for months and like they just signed and they didn't know the whole time whether they were staying or leaving. Like. <sighs> I wonder I wonder how much money like especially compared to like six years ago or whatever that WWE offered Kenny. You know? I it's wonder gotta be something is. stupid. Like, I don't know. They had to at least pay him as much as like AJ's getting paid. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I would I would think Kenny, Jericho, and Sting probably make like the most and AEW, Money yeah, at for AEW, sure, for sure. and well, Brian Danielson. Well, Kenny's character on the fucking game is the most broken, so you know how that goes. Well, he made the fucking. Game, he did make so. the fucking <laughs> game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Are there any other belts that we're forgetting? Hopefully, the FTR belt's gone by then. Um, oh, there is a belt that we're forgetting. I don't even know who has it right now. The TNT title. Who has the TNT championship? Christian and Luchasaurus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah bring, they're, they're bringing it back to relevancy. we got to let them build it up a little bit. Yeah, let them, little, let them build it up in the background. I, forget, I completely forgot did, about what that. What did they do on uh, Collision? I just watched it before we potted, and I can't even remember. Christian cut a promo. I don't know. Chris, Christian cut a promo with his daughter <laughs> and told the security guard to remove his daughter from the building because he didn't have credentials. <laughs> Um, Christian is a phenomenal heel. Like, so is it like going to be is it going to be Christian and Luchasaurus at Wembley then? Versus somebody else? No, against each other maybe. No, I mean, they're not going to fight each other. You think yet. they're going to drag it out like for a <laughs> yeah. minute? Yeah, they should. They should because it's just start. It's just start. So let him let should. that be the squash match. Let Luchasaurus like beat somebody in five seconds or something. Like yeah, yeah. Send out Daddy Magic. To, you know who we haven't seen on TV in a while is Ward though either. Was he injured? Maybe no. Uh, him yeah. and Arn, him and Arn were doing their thing, and then he lost the TNT title, and it's, he's been gone ever since. I think Wardlow got injured, though. He may Hold have. On. That might be another one we got to Google. 
there's there's so it. much. I wonder how long of a show they're gonna do in Wembley because there's there's so many people that deserve to be on that card that probably won't get on. You know, like I would love to see power like Powerhouse Hobbs. He was doing a lot on Collision at first, and I think they're setting him back up with QT TV, and it's like. I thought we were past the whole QT TV thing with Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, I don't think he'll get on Wembley. Um, you know, Ruby and Soraya, you know, I, I know Tony Khan has a, you know, he definitely has a soft spot for Tony Storm. Uh, but Ruby and Soraya, they may not get on Wembley. And and Ruby's from, I mean, it would, it would be from weird. England. It would be weird if Soraya didn't get on and Wembley. From, that's what I'm saying. She's from England. Like, you know. Um, I think they'll definitely announce something. Or, yeah. I would like to see Soraya versus Mercedes too. I still want to see that. That'd be great. On that, like that, a big... that never happened to WWE, did it? I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think that ever because she was, I think the whole time, most of Paige? the time Sasha was there, Paige was not wrestling because she was hurt. Yeah. They might have They might have fought like once, like really early with Sasha being there. Maybe, but it was also like a... Um, when Sasha and all of them got there as the four horse, like they were just kind of like fighting each other and yeah. that was it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'd like to see all that. That'd be cool. We got, we got Wembley coming up. I'm stoked for it. And then we got all out right after that, which seems kind of crazy that they're going to like build to another huge pay-per-view that fast. Or if they're just going to kind of like use Wembley to set up the stories for all out. I don't know, but, I've got one one more dream match All right. for Wimbledon. What is it? Karen Jarrett versus AJ Lee. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> mixed tag. Jeff Jarrett and Karen versus AJ and Mi- CM Punk. Mixed tag. Uh, Karen Jarrett, who uh, can't <laughs> wrestle at all, versus AJ Lee, one of the best wrestlers in uh <laughs> Women's wrestler. The only women's wrestler that mattered until the Four Horsemen. Until the Four Horsemen. Besides Nikki Bella, I'll give Nikki Bella her flowers. Yeah, not Brie so much, yeah. but uh. <laughs> yeah. we we still love you, Brie. But yeah, we still yeah. yeah Together, so y'all were much stronger than apart. One hundred percent. But cool. That wraps up episode fourteen of Permanent Marks. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us. Have you been here this long? I know it's a long pod, but we had a. We had a lot to catch up on being gone for a month. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you can check out in the description for where to follow uh, me and Aaron. Aaron's always posting his toy vids. Um, we kind of gave you all a glimpse of that at the start with us showing off our new figures nowadays. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, try to we're, we're gonna try to you know get back on on track weekly. Um, you know. We were talking earlier about what we've all been up to. I'm moving this weekend, actually, so yeah. um, it might be another another week or two. But we're we're gonna especially we'll figure lead, something out, especially leading up into Wembley and with Collision. Uh, you know, that's kind of through a wrench in the, the schedule, guys, because we normally pod on like Saturdays or Sundays, and Collision's now on Saturday night, and then everybody's got stuff going on. We're all adults; you, we got to jerk our yeah. dicks every now and then, that type of thing. So, <laughs> um, but anyway. But yeah, we'll try. We're gonna try and get back on track. If anything, I could even you know show up, help Aaron move, and we do a audio only pod just to keep it going, keep it on a consistent basis. But you know, thank everybody that's listening to this because uh, it means a lot that y'all would uh, want to hang out with us for two hours. So uh, very cool thing. And until next time.